Welcome to the Pole Art Vault's podcast show. I'm Chloe, your host of the show and the founder of the Pole Art Vault. This is your podcast where we talk about pole art, pole dance, personal development, and improving your mindset. Before we dive in, remember you can find the video version of this episode along with other free tips and Q&As on our website at poleartvault.com or on our Pole Art Vault YouTube channel. Today on is very formal. I is get, it? I get called that if I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the eighth episode of the podcast show. I'm your host Chloe, and this is a podcast where we talk about everything pole dancing, pole sport, pole art, pole pretty much everything related to pole. So for our eighth episode today, we have a very, very special guest. I'm not sure if you can see here or not, or if you're listening. <laughs> We have Miss Tatiana, aka Tat, from the Tatiana Activewear. To give you a quick introduction, she is the owner of Tatiana Activewear, um, which is an Australian polewear brand um, established in 2016. Um, she started pole dancing in 2013 and has a Vietnamese background and spent her winter as a snowboard instructor in Japan. Oh, we've got to like hear about <laughs> all that. But please welcome Tat! Hello! <laughs> Thanks so much for coming all the way today. Pleasure, pleasure. I'm super excited to get to know you because obviously we've, you know, we've known each other for maybe like about a year now. Yeah, probably I, just a year. Yeah, because I joined Just Paul, yeah, just about a year now. Mm. And we've obviously kind of, you know, gone on like... Said highs and buys, um... Yeah. We've been out probably unknowingly together. Yeah, maybe in the past too. Yeah. But I feel like I haven't got gotten to know you like on a deeper level and mm. maybe get to know you as a brand owner, a pole dancing instructor, mm -hmm. and also just you as a person. Yeah. So super excited. Time to divulge. <laughs> so um, I also want to let you know that this is a very special episode because it is actually Tatiana Active's um, fifth anniversary, fifth year anniversary, which is a huge milestone. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So how do you feel about that? It feels good. Um, and I'll tell you why. It's because back in year 12, I, st I studied business studies, right? And there was this one thing that the teacher always said. She's like, most businesses pretty much fail within the first five years. That's it. There's no exception to it. Um, or like you know, 80 to 90%, but I made it past there. So yeah, I mean, it says something, right? Um, but yeah, just looking back, building the business and, you know, watching it grow and actually, you know, finally turning profits. It's, it's a big deal. So. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. It's a huge, huge milestone. Like, as yeah. you said, five years running a business, like even first year is like, really hard yeah going yeah. through like first year second year and yes establishing a business could be but hard but i think the hardest part is continuing it yeah yeah 100 percent. first year is pretty much you you put out your money you put your like your heart and soul in it but you don't get anything back right because you're just still getting your name out there second year is pretty much the same thing you're putting your money out there getting a little bit of sales here and there and then the third year, you start to see a little bit more, but again, still not huge, huge amounts of money, but um, 
or huge amounts of customers either. People are still like, who, who, who is Tatiana active? Like, but then yeah, five years later, like you start to see girls at show nights wearing it as matching outfits. Um, people wearing it to like their dance classes all the time. So yeah. It must be like, yeah, really, really like rewarding to see people wear your pieces. And it's like your blood, sweat and tears all poured into like these designs Mm -hmm. and like just your business overall. Yeah. And for the girls that actually continuously buy things and are repeat customers, it's like, oh, I've done something right for them to come back. Otherwise, it's usually just like a one-off purchase, right? But yeah, got loyal customers, which is like amazing. Okay. So... Um, getting into, I guess like before we get into the business side of things, Mm. just to get to know you as a person, because I find that maybe, you know, you might know Tatiana Activewear as a brand, but maybe not Tat as a person. And I'm sure that a lot of our viewers and listeners will be like really excited to get to know you. You just as a person. So who is Tat? Oh, oh my God. Identity crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Big question. Um, I'm a pretty private person, I would say. Um, I'm not uh, very public on social media a lot just because I think it's so hard to run a business on social media. I'm so exhausted by then, right? So um, I don't really share much, but I do love sharing it with my friends though. Um, So let's see. I was quite quiet in school, didn't really like sports. Um, I never participated in a sport that wasn't forced in school. Um, so pole dancing is, is crazy, right? It's, it's an actual sport that I actually really, really like doing. Um, and then, yeah, after, after school, I went to uni at UNSW for four years. I studied commerce, marketing, tourism, hospitality, um, you know, did the whole thing, met a bunch of amazing girls that are my best friends since then. Um, and then from there, I got my first full-time job as a sales associate for like this consulting company. Had nothing to do with my degree. Absolutely nothing. Don't know why I even chose it. Oh. I think, you know what? I actually applied for so many grad jobs, right? So by the end of uni, everyone's like applying for grad jobs. They are like, oh, you know, I've got X mark and in, in, in a high distinction in this, this, and this. I was like, shit, I don't have anything. I like <laughs> just passed with like past and credits, right? I never failed though. And so obviously that doesn't look very appealing in the eyes of these graduate programs that are like, oh, she's only got passes and credits, right? So I never made it into like whatever dream job I thought I wanted back then. Um, so, so what were you thinking of like in terms of your dream jobs? I have no idea. I was like, I want to work in an office. Yeah. How weird is that? I want to I wanna have an office job so I can wear nice office clothes and da-da-da because that's all I knew, right? That's all I ever knew. To be fair, I think back then I wasn't, um, I didn't really join many like university society groups just because I don't know why. And it never really broadened my mind of like what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. Um, so yeah, it's got a random job, random job after uni. Um, worked there for like maybe six to eight months and I was like, now I'm bored. So I <laughs> took all my money, went overseas for three months and I went on holidays. Um, this is like the first Europe trip. And then from there, I was like, oh my God, I love traveling so much. And I never want to work an office job ever again. I'll do anything to not work that. 
Um, and I think during that year, I discovered pole as well. And I was like, oh my God, I got muscles. And like, you know, I can do stuff. I can lift my weight. And I was like, shit, this is such a cool sport. And then that's where my mind was like, wait, hang on. But there's no pole wear. And that's like kind of where it started. Um, yeah, but me as a person, yeah, love pole dancing. I don't like sitting um, at a desk job. I get bored quite easily. Uh, I love learning. I love doing things. Um, I love photography. So most of the sets that I did before, I shot most of them and like I edited them, most of them. Taught myself Photoshop, Lightroom, um, did everything by myself and then slowly let it go because it like I can't, I can't do everything. But um, yeah, I'm passionate about pole. Could say that. Um, I love eating. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> love eating. I love eating so much. Um, yeah. What else do you want to know about me? Is that enough? That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, wow. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. For sure. I mean, okay. So <laughs> rewinding back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you mentioned that like you kind of like ended up in like a job that yeah, was kind of like whatever yeah yeah how did you divert from okay I'm gonna be in an office job mm. to where Tatiana Active oh yeah like starting that. um pivoting point let's say yeah I think 2013 and then by end of 2014 right you start you start understanding pole moves right and then you're like, oh, I kind of want to look good when I'm doing it too. I don't want to wear my shitty Nike shorts and, you know, <laughs> my baggy tee anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? Mm. Nothing wrong with that at all. But sometimes like when you, when you look at it, you're like, yeah, I feel good. Um, so yeah, and I was like, back then, do you know Bad Kitty? No, but I never heard of this, but Fionn told me about oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were the shit back then. Yeah, I know. I heard. They were. I think like, was... if you had a Bad Kitty set, you're like... Damn, you look good. And like, <laughs> yeah, and because that, that was all that was around back then. That's mm. all we knew. And they were the best in you know their field. They had you know beauty shorts that a scrunch bum feature. I'm pretty sure they were the first ones to introduce that. And oh, um, wow. yeah, crop tops are like matching sets. Um, otherwise, you would just buy a swimwear set, right? But yeah, they were the shit back then. But so I was like, but they were based in the US, so. To bring stuff over here, you got to calculate US dollars um, conversion rates, and then you got to add your shipping, right? So, it wasn't really attainable here unless like someone bought in bulk and then distributed it out. So I was like, oh, okay, well, why don't we make an Australian brand, you know? And I was like, I, I could start drawing. I love fashion. I love, I love clothes in general. And I was like, you know what? Give this a go. And so I started thinking about it more. And then one night. I was out with my girlfriends. It was like, I can't remember, 2015 or something like that. And we were really drunk. And then they were like, get your ABN, bitch. And I was like, oh, fuck. My ABN, like an Australian business number? I'm like, yeah, do it. I was like, oh, okay. Next day, so hung up. I was like, I want to register for my ABN. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I did it. Okay, I, I better get started then. Otherwise, my friends are going to think I'm a, I like, I'm a phony. <laughs> so, yeah, and then... By then, I was like, once you had the ABN, you're like, shit, I have to do stuff now. And I was doing like research. And then from there, it was just history. It's just research, research, research. But yeah. So I guess like, I don't want a desk job combined with, I want to travel forever. And then, oh, there's no pole wear in the world. And it was just, 
it just happened. And then you just drunk and yeah. hungover and I was like, let's go to do it. this. <laughs> I was like, what do I call myself? What do I call myself? I, I, like the name was actually really hard. I've been thinking about it for a while. I was like, and you know what inspired me? Um, Lorna Jane. I've always wanted to be. I was like, what if I could be the next Lorna Jane? That is like ultimate dream. But um, so I was like, I'm going to use my name then. So if she could use her name, then I'm going to use my name. Is that how you yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, sometimes I have regrets. I was like, do people even know how to say my name? No, I, it's pretty straightforward. Oh, you would think so, right? In school, I got called Titania, Titanic, Titiana, Titiana. What? <laughs> what? I was like... I was like, oh my God. And on the phones, like uh, when I used to work for another job, oh God, yeah. It was really I pronounce my name, yeah. Too many T's and too many A's or something like that. So I do wonder like if people can actually pronounce my name now. No, I'm pretty sure. I've never heard of anyone say it otherwise. Oh, I bloody hope so. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. But maybe this is why I called the brand this so then people would learn to say it properly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love your brand story. It's like, it's so you. Yes, it's me. Like, if you know Tat personally, she's, um, she loves going out, you know. I do. You, like, half I the do. time you come to my classes or, like, if I see you in class, you're, like, hungover. Was, was, yeah. Every, every Saturday I'd be like, Chloe, I'm here, but I'm hungover. Please go easy on me. <laughs> but I made it. That's how much I love Paul. <laughs> It's so funny, like, so typical you, like, hungover, I got my AVN. <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> but that's, that's what I love about you too, because you're so, like, you know, just, you're, you're so lighthearted and, like, yeah, you, like, you're in a business, you're a bad bitch, but, like, at the same time, you're just, Thank like, you. yeah, whatever, like, I fucking, I come to class hungover. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I am hungover most of the time, but, I mean, like, ever since, like, entering, like, the 30s, I, it's, like, it's getting really hard now, but, um, still do it, still do it, yeah, <laughs> I like to have a good time. <laughs> I mean, you work quite hard. Yeah. <laughs> So like you, you totally deserve it. Thank you. You should be going out. Like you should be having myself. drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoil yourself. I do. I do. I, yeah. Honestly, like sometimes a lot of my decisions are based on life is too short. Like I don't want to be morbid or anything like that. But you know, you could die tomorrow. To be honest, and if you never did what you wanted to do, then. You know, that's your opportunity gone. If you just keep saving and saving for something, but then you never actually do it because you're like, oh, it's too much money. It's like, oh, well, you could die tomorrow. So, mm. I mean, it doesn't mean you go out and do reckless things, right? But a yeah. lot of my decisions are kind of like, you know, do it now. It's now or never. Mm. Yeah. Where does that mentality come from? Like, did you learn that from someone or did you have some sort of inspiration or? Oh, my God. I think that was actually just self-taught. It just There was just something... I don't know when it was, but maybe traveling, I think, had a lot to do with that. It's kind of like, wow, if I had died and I never got to see the world, I would be so devastated in my afterlife. Mm. Yeah, so, so I think a lot of what drives the business is setting myself up for a future that I can do whatever I want. Or, and, but not so much the future, but the now. Like I can do what I love now and you know, travel at the same time. And, yeah, mm. and stuff like that so. oh i love that yeah. so, like, and i totally see that you know because mm. i feel like every time i see you you're like you're just 
try to just just want to have fun yeah like yeah 100 percent. like you know live in the moment yeah honestly it's last week actually no two weeks ago i was driving my vehicle unregistered very naughty it's a 700 fine i'm sorry don't do that and then i was like okay i'm gonna sook for one whole day and i'm not allowed to sook again and i did that I mean, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I allow myself one day of grieving if I'm sad about something. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah, and then you just move forward. Life goes on, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> it was earlier this year. Oh my God. It was like just before the lockdown. Shit. Oh, mine was during lockdown. I never drove my car, right? So I'm like, oh, whatever. They never gave me any like renewal notices. I mean, the, the police officer wouldn't believe me. <laughs> and just trying to be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're so funny. <laughs> How much oh. was your fine? Uh, I think it was around there too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, but I was like, I can't drive now. Oh, I know. It was, it was really sad for yeah. that day. I drove back home though. Did you? Yeah, I told him. I was like, I'm going to get a... Um, my uncle who is a mechanic to come over and uh, check my car he let me drive it home <laughs> yeah and then that day I had to switch swatch um, oh sorry swap cars and then do whatever I needed to do oh that god day. <sighs> yeah hefty <laughs> don't do that <laughs> <laughs> so going back to traveling because you obviously mentioned that you love traveling what was the first time wait what was your first time traveling in uni like or like after uni after uni yeah first time overseas Mm. and then where did you go to like where exactly okay so i actually went to the u.s with my sister and her group of friends because i had no friends that wanted to travel at that particular time um and then the friends that were going to travel with me they were going to meet me in europe after so um yeah 2013 i i think i was in the u.s for about four to six weeks yeah um so you know you did the whole vegas Okay, shameless <laughs> plug for a festival called Electronic Daisy Carnival. Best fucking festival ever. I swear. Oh my God. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can swear all you I want. I mean, like, I'm not like a hardcore raver, but I love music. Music is like, oh, everything to me. And music was actually the reason I met, how I met my partner as well. Oh. Boyfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really funny. We met in uni and um, we never had a thing back then but then I went to this festival I had a spare ticket and I was like on my face what does anyone want this ticket and he's like me and I was like oh okay we had a thing back then but like it dispersed um and then yeah he bought my ticket and then we ditched all of our friends for the three-day festival and hung out with each other for three days it was it was so beautiful (laughs) and he is actually like my everything he really I don't speak about him much but um yeah, he's like a lot of the reason why the business is the way it is. Like, you know, support, um, helps him make decisions, blah, 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 blah. But um, yeah, so anyways, the festival, three days, blah, blah, blah. And then he did something else. And then I flew to Europe and then I was like with my girlfriends. Um, yeah, we did like Croatia Yacht Week. We did like Ro- the usual, the, oh Europe, my God. the big Europe trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, it was like, oh my God, there's so much to see in this world. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow, that's yeah. a big trip. Yeah, I think it was like three months. 
I was like, dad, please send me money. I'm so poor. I ran out of money. He had to send me money twice. I probably still owe him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a big, big trip. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. It was almost like it's been pent up for so long. And it's, and I was only meant to go for six, wait, eight weeks. I told my mom and my mom, I kept telling my mom, sorry, I'm saying extra two weeks. And then like an extra two weeks. And then like I finally came home. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun, hey. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, except you came over here and then you stayed here. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, except I'm not raving every day. <laughs> or like, I'm not on a boat. Like, I'm yeah, not on yeah. a boat every day. A little bit different. <laughs> wow. Oh. So, I remember, like, obviously you, you said when you like traveling and then you had your Japan trip as well, right? Yeah. That yeah. obviously kind of led to your inspiration for a lot of your yes. business. Yes. So I guess, well, before maybe we jump into the Japan trip, mm. how, like once you started Tad Active, mm. what was, I guess, the hardest maybe hurdle or like... Mm. Maybe the yeah, hardest thing and maybe like the most fun memories. Yeah. Actually, the hardest thing I remember was, okay, so when I set up the business, right? You're a bad kitty, right? So this was like low-waisted shorts, very sporty aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and I thought, yeah, this is what people want. Just similar, but maybe different color choices and et cetera, et cetera. So I designed like this whole sportwear kind of range. And then just at that point in time, shit changed, you know, people didn't want that anymore. People wanted sexy, people wanted, you know, high-waisted, um, you know, low-cut kind of tops. And I was like, shit. So I have just dropped like tens of thousands of dollars on, on stock, right? And you're like, oh my God, am I going to sell through this? And to be honest, till this day, I am still selling some of that stock. Yeah. And, and you're like, shit, the market just changed. And you're like, what do I do? Like, it's like, obviously there were still people who bought this stuff. Right. Um, I had some loyal girls from JPF and then I had, you know, some customers on Instagram that probably found me, but there was still like 70% unsold. Right. So I was like, okay, either I quit now. And then you're like, okay, done. Teddy and active done. I gave it a go. It didn't work. Or kind of like the registration fine. You're like, have a sook about it for a day and then start again, right? And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna start again. So I put out like thousands of dollars again just to design a whole new collection. And then, um, yeah, I'm so glad I did because I mean, I definitely lost a lot of money there, um, but the biggest hurdle was just to learn from it, right? And you just, you just have to be not so focused on you and look at the market. What do people want? What do people actually need in this in this pole dancing world, right? It's not what you want, because that's what I wanted back then, but it wasn't what everyone wanted. So mm. that would be the biggest hurdle. And then, yeah, ever since then, there, there have been like little mistakes in here, here and there. Um, but yeah, that's probably the biggest one. Because that drop after the sportswear range, I remember it. So like you had your sportswear range, mm -hmm. and then that's when you diverted into... Even like the current collection that's really, really popular, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, what was it? 2016 in October was when that first collection dropped. And then uh, October 2018 was when the new stuff dropped. Mm. So it was almost like I spent a year trying to sell it 
you know, doing all these different things like, you know, trying to approach studios, trying to hold stalls and then, you know, trying to post more on Instagram, not even paid advertising, right? This is just all like hard work. And then, yeah, by like 2017, I realized like, I can't do this. And then it took me about a year to design the new collection. So it was like, okay, I'm going to draw it out, test, draw it out, test, draw it out and test. And then it took like maybe, you know, a couple months of testing, a couple months back and forth you know, to finally drop it. The other hurdle was the people that actually made my stuff initially, uh, when I was like, hey, okay, I've got a new idea in mind. Can you guys help me? They were like, no, see you later. They dropped me. And I was like, fuck, oh my God, are you serious? They're just like, no, see you. Sorry, we're, we're not accepting you anymore because you're too small. It's really funny because the first collection was, a, you know, who my supplier was? I don't know, I'll just tell you guys. It's um, the supplier of Lorna Jane. Lord of Jane's supplier took me on. Can you believe that? I fucking flew to China, right? right? And I, you know, went to like this market to try to find a supplier. So you're talking to thousands of people all day, right? Sorry, not thousands, maybe hundreds of people to find someone who communicates with you, can speak English, can give, can deliver, has good quality products that, you know, that can showcase. And yeah, like Lorna Jane supplier was there. And he was like, yeah, I love this idea. I'm going to take you on. And, you know, gave me small minimums to work with. And then, yeah, a year later, he's like, yeah, see you later. Like, I was like, shit. So obviously I was like, where do I find a new supplier now? Oh my God. So actually it took like another six months to find a new supplier first. And then from there, build a new collection. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, it was so awful, Chloe. It, it was, yeah. Because it's like... Imagine you did all this hard work and then you're like, yeah, I'm ready to start again. And then you got to start again. Like, it takes so long to find a supplier. It's, there's a lot of shit ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's not even like just about the supplier. And it's also about, yeah. you know, the quality of the, the supplier, quality. communication. Yeah. Um, you know, I always hear that the samples are different oh to God. the actual batch yeah. produced. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Luckily, the first batch, like you, you got what you asked for. And then, like, my first drop of the nuclear, I was quite lucky to have, like, what I wanted. Mm. There were still some mistakes, but um, they were livable. They, they weren't, like, you know, it's going to tear apart kind of mistakes. Mm. I still get mistakes now, too. Mm. Pretty terrible mistakes. But, um, but it's okay. It's okay. You keep learning, right? Damn. Yeah. So, what would you say was the best part of your first few years of... Oh running the business the best part oh i remember when the first collection dropped of the new style so the isla set okay the isla black was the very first one to drop and lucia morph and there were four bodysuits i remember when i launched that day i was i was actually working in melbourne um for work and uh I started getting orders from the minute it launched and they just kept coming in and it was like, Oh my God, I have a business. And I just kept having to check my emails. I was like, Oh my God, another one and another one. So that day to me was like, I was like, Oh my God, I, I did it. I did it. I made something. Cause when I dropped my first question, it was like one order a week or something like that. But this was like, it was, it was, I'm not talking hundreds, right? <laughs> I was like maybe like 10, 15 orders on that day. And I was like, ah, so that was the best moment. And then from there, I believed in myself a little bit more. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. As long as I look around the market, check what people want, ask them, 
and then make it, you know, don't make it and then expect them to want it, you know, so mm. yeah, that was the best moment I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can like, I can literally imagine that and how like rewarding that would be because you've been obviously working for so long at the time. Yeah. And w- do you, did you have a full-time job at the time? I did. Yeah. I was working full-time all the way until the end of 2018 before I quit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like on the train to work, 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 work. And then I'm a lunch break and then kind of being sneaky sometimes doing it during work when it was quiet. Oh my gosh. And then, um, yeah. And then after work, oh my God. I didn't. I don't think I slept that much. I probably slept at maybe like five, six hours a day. And I was like, but it was so fun, you know. Like it never felt like work. Right. It was always like, what can I do today? Or what am I going to learn today? Or what am I going to research today? But yeah, it was yeah full time in 2018. So was that when you still had that sales job? Or was oh, it a different oh, one? sorry. Yeah, I quit the sales job when I went to Europe and then came back and then I worked in financial services. Okay. Um, became a financial advisor for a couple of years. Um, yeah. Wow, girl. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I let that go. I was just like, it's probably not for me. It's, it's interesting. You know, I like learning, but is it fulfilling? Nah. Mm. A part of me thinks that, you know, a lot of people... You should learn about your finances and do your own research. Don't expect someone to do it for you. You know, like you got to be self-sufficient. So that I think to me was, I don't know, just didn't align. But Mm. yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a big jump too. Like how did you make that that leap from having like a full-time job to like full-time? Oh, do you know what? It was by accident. I didn't intend to leave my job at all, Um, but it was – it was that year, 2017, right? So my, uh, my boyfriend goes snowboarding every year, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, hi, bye, see ya in a couple of days. Like he goes every winter with his friends. And then one year I was like, oh, okay, fine, I'll, I'll come. I'll see what's the fuss all about. And I was like, fuck, this is so fun. Like it's so much fun. Like on par with Paul is how much I love it. And then, um, and then the next year we're like, hey, do you want to be a snowboard instructor? It's like overseas somewhere. And then we start looking at programs. And then we, we found one in Japan. So then uh, we signed up for it. And then we're like, hey, let's just quit our jobs and then go traveling for two years. Yeah, and then we were like handed in our resignation letter at the same time, like different jobs, right? And then, um, yeah, in November 2018, we're like, see ya. I was like, just disappear for two years. And, and then that was when I was like, shit, I need to quit my job and then do Tatiana Active full-time. Otherwise, where am I going to get income from? And then, then, yeah, just by chance, I just quit and yeah. And then when you know you have no income, right, no stability, no financial stability, you kind of have to make shit happen. So yeah, and then you you actually work a little bit harder than you're capable of. Wow. Um, Yeah. So that's when the Japan trip happened. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, big leap. Yeah, it was. It was scary because I was like, who's going to pack my orders when I'm gone? Um, and I, luckily, I have like a really supportive family too. So my sisters, they did everything for me to let me travel. How sweet is that? Aww. Yeah, I was like, guys, I'm probably going to be gone for two years. UK packing for two years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah they have full-time jobs too. <laughs> so, my gosh. They packed it 
for me. Um, but that also meant like, you, like I cannot run sales, right? Because they're going to be inundated. They, they cannot like, so there was no sales or anything like that. It was just daily orders. Um, yeah. Like we would be, we would be in Japan. We'd finish our snowboarding job and then straight away, jump on the laptop, like see what orders came through through a day and then send it off to my sisters. So then they can pack it before they go to bed. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. But ended up only going for like a year and a half because it got a bit rough. Yeah. Right. Mm. So November 2018, mm. you went to Japan. Mm. And obviously, <clears throat> that's when you changed your career from full-time financial services to full-time, full-time business owner. Yeah, yeah. And then how did the Japan trip go in general? Because... Oh. Again, that's where you got a lot of your inspiration for the current pieces and stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of maybe the viewers and listeners would love to know your inspiration. Oh, um, wow. So why Japan, right? I was just like, I went in 2016. I was like, this is the best country ever. Oh my God. It's just the people there, right? The mannerisms, the, the food, the etiquette, it was the culture. It was just so something, something about it. And I was like, I have to live there. And then when I lived there and then that's when you start getting ideas. So you're snowboarding, right? And then, and then after work, I'd be working on tatting active full time. Um, and then, yeah, you just start thinking about like, and I had so much time I could draw all day. I could just look out the window and find inspiration and, so I remember uh, four piece, four different styles were born in Japan, <laughs> born in Japan. Um, I drew them there. I worked with my supplier, got the samples there. I tested them there um, myself. So I, after Niseko, I went to Tokyo and then I lived there for three months. And then I found a pole studio there. Um, shameless plug. I went to Polish. It was so good. I was oh my gosh, shout I was, out to Polish. Shout out to Polish. Shout out to Japan Pole Dance. Those are the two studios I went to. Um, Amazing yeah, studio. Like it was, and to meet, you know, instructors over there. Oh, so sweet. But um, yeah, and then four pieces were born and they were named after certain experiences in Japan. Um, Do you want to talk about the experiences? Oh, yeah. Okay. So one of the pole studios is located in this area called Kabukicho. And uh, you might know the Kabuki set is uh, the, the navy one that also comes in black. And that was like my very first studio that I went to. So I named it after that. Yuki is actually snow in Japan. So in, sorry, in Japanese. Um, and snow was where I lived, right? It was like, ah, oh, it was everything to me. Um, so that was a huge part of my life. And then Kaizen is a way of thinking in Japanese. So um, Chloe knows a lot about it, right? Yeah. So Kaizen is just kind of like to keep progressing, keep innovating. Mm. So it's kind of like a Japanese way of living in a sense. Like I think it's a, uh, it's a great word. I, I love yeah. it. I think that's how we live by, you know, yeah. and I, that's how... Uh, we us as Japanese believe we should live by and I 100% think that's how everyone should live by yeah. right keep keep growing as a person keep learning and I think that's what happened to me in Japan like it, there's a lot of things that change it, like the dynamic between me and my boyfriend also changed during Japan too like if anything I felt like that trip really brought us closer together than what we were before 
um yeah and then just like our mindset just never stop growing never stop learning no matter how old you get like you just keep doing things right so that was kaizen and uh the last one is tokyo so just spending three months in tokyo like just ah love the city it's so amazing just all these little tiny restaurants that you can go to and the nightlife but um Chloe says she's going to take me around sometime when I when we go back together. Oh, yeah, one definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we're going to be hungover all the time. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> we're just going to pull, drink, and eat. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Yep. So excited. Yeah. So aside from like the names of the, the pieces, mm. how do you come up with your pieces just in general? Like Ooh, yeah. functionality, like aesthetics, stuff like oh, that. Um, yeah. So I think like it starts with a pen and paper, right? And you honestly, sometimes you would draw 20 things and you don't do like one thing that you drew. So it like honestly if I had time I would love to just keep drawing every day but because I'm doing so much admin it's it's actually quite difficult which I'll come to that later you've got to really let some of that stuff go but um but yeah just keep drawing look out the window like you know have a look at a leaf like what kind of shapes are in the leaf or like what kind of textures are in there like how can I kind of turn that into a top um and I love looking at like really old-fashioned runway shows and just seeing, you know, what was made back then, like what kind of like inspiration can we bring back? Um, and then for application to poll, um, yeah, it's just looking at the top and then just brainstorming. How can I make this invert proof, you know? And like Kaizen, for example, like we put like a little bus strap across there. So, so originally there was nothing there, right? And then I was like, um, Laura was one of my testers. She was like, oh my God, my tits are falling out of her. I was like, shit, okay. Um, well, the only way to do that is if I held it here, right? And then she's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, okay, how about I just sew a strap here? Let's see what happens. So when I sewed a strap there, she could invert, she could do everything. But I was like, but you don't want that permanent, right? So make it adjustable, make it, you know, you take it on and off. You can hide it if you want. But yeah, just little brainstorming sessions to mm. figure out like, what can you do to make this better? But also having a Facebook group um so i have a facebook group called the tatiana active family which you might know oh the people in there are just amazing they just like i'll put a question out and everyone's like yep don't like it don't like it hate it or like yep love this love this and then that to me is like oh, okay yeah I'm, in, I'm on the right track or don't make this style make this style or make this style but do this this is um but yeah so it's a lot of help from the people and a, and a little bit from my brain mm. yeah i think and that exactly, I feel like, is one. I mean, one of the many reasons why Tatiana Active is like so successful, right? Because you actually listen to your customers and the people that are wearing yeah. your garments. Because yeah. at the end of the day, they are your customers and yeah. they are your consumers. That's where mm. you get all your. I guess like inspiration, not just inspiration, but like all your feedback and stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. And I see it all the time. Like you're always posting, like, oh, like what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Like, do you like this? Mm. And yeah, I don't think I see many many brands do that. Oh yeah. Um, 
I worked in retail for uh, during uni, right? So I was actually a bra fitter for this brand called Pleasure State. And I, oh, yeah, um, yeah. So I worked in Myers, and I worked there for like three years, and that was where the customer service bone grew in my body. Like you were worked right there, and we had mystery shoppers there. So if you did not serve that customer who was a mystery shopper correctly, like you got a mark against your name. So I was always on my game, right? But also just because I quite enjoyed it. I just, for me, making people happy is, is so fun. Like why not, right? Why would you make someone sad? Or why would you lie to someone? Or, you know, it's, it's, it's an awful feeling. So I think when you build something based on the people, and you make it for the people. It's so much easier, honestly. Mm. And coming back to my first hurdle, right? Like, I don't want to be in my own head. Like, I'm going to make this for me because I like it. But no, you just put it out there and be like, yeah, what do you guys want? What do you guys like? And yeah, most of the designs are based on what people like instead. So yeah. I love that. For the people. Yeah. By the people. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like, and I feel like that really just shows... And I, I always like think that when you build a business of your own, the business is always a reflection of the owner itself. Mm. And I feel like Tatiana Active is a reflection of like who you are as a person, which is like, I think you're like absolutely like genuine. You actually care about other people, which is like I do. beautiful. I do. And like you always put other people first and like just having fun as well. And oh, I love like that. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. It's. I think I'm quite a selfless person. I would say you are. I love, yeah. love being around people. Obviously, I do like my own time too. But yeah, just how can I make this person happy, or how can I make this person's life easier? And I think that's something that everyone should be live by. It's nice. Yeah, like, definitely. There'd be less um, wars in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. let's talk about like your new set. New stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm really excited about this because if you might know the brand and you follow it religiously, I've only just released one new style this year and that was Xena. So Xena was crazy. And do you know what, to be honest, I didn't like Xena at first. I was like, I'm ditching this one. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ditch her because I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And then I tested it on Laura and Laura loved it. She was like, give me this set. Like, I want this. I was like, oh, you really like it. And then when I put the sneak peek up, everyone went nuts for it. And by the time it dropped, it sold out completely. And then I was like, like had no stock for like four weeks which is why you wore mine for like so long. Cause I had nothing left. Right. And then, um, yeah. Uh, so Xena was the only one that dropped this year. And I was like, shit, that's, it's pretty bad on my behalf. Like I've only, I haven't dropped a new style for everyone. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay, better get my shit together and then better start releasing stars. So I lately I've been working on making sure that, for the next 12 months coming, there's going to be a minimum of one new style every month just to make sure, you know, you guys have variety. And then color-wise, there'll be at least a minimum of two to three colors every month. So it could be of anything of the existing style that's been dropped. So I'm going to keep it fresh. I've already started planning. There's definitely six months of new styles ready. And then I'm working on the next six months. But it's hard, right? Like, 
when you draw it, you're like, okay, I get the sample. But then the testing phases, it's, oh man, it's crazy. Like sometimes it could take three weeks, sometimes it could four weeks. You know, people get sick, lockdowns happen or, um, you know, I get busy, people get busy. And then, you know, you get a new supplier. Sorry, you get a new sample from the supplier. You go back and forth again. Okay, sample number two, then sample number three. And then sometimes before you know it, it's like six months until something comes out. And that's why a lot of people are like, when is this coming out? And I'm like, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm trying. But I'm, I'm definitely trying a lot harder. <laughs> I'm getting more shit out next year. So. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely um, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about what we're wearing? Because oh, I'm sure yeah, that yeah, yeah. people are wondering what we're wearing. Yeah, let's talk about this. Um, <laughs> this one just dropped last week. So this is Tokyo. 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 Um, this I is, love this color. Yeah. I think uh, it's my favorite. Honestly, we were it's, saying. it is so I actually only released the bottoms in teal and this was to give people an option for Xena people who don't like wearing cutouts they have a, a non-cutout version that was my line of thinking but I should have actually just released the top anyway because I was like oh no too much money too much. I, I can't afford that right now but really I should have um so yeah this one dropped and then this one is coming in a shipment in uh December yeah so we're going to have a photo shoot at the end of November and then um, get a lot of sneak peeks, behind the scenes stuff. And um, yeah, this one will be dropping in oh December. This is Tokyo and Mauve. So everyone might know Lucia and Mauve. It's a more of a shimmery color. This is more of a matte color. So excited. Oh my God. Adjustable straps for the garters, for the back. Yep. Beautiful color, scrunch bum feature, cheeky booty cut. Oh, V-neck design, super flattering, but your boobs stay in because it's not super V-neck. Um, little triangle feature at the front and uh, yeah, removable padding. Did you know at checkout, uh, when you buy on the website, you can actually take out the padding so then we can save it and reuse it and send it back to the supplier so it doesn't end up in landfill. Yeah, there you go. In case you don't need it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Coming back to it, um, about me, my personality, I'm an environmentalist, I think. For me, the environment is at my heart. And a lot of the brand is built on that because I was like, okay, I don't want, I don't want any brand out there making cheap whole wear that's going to last one to two washes and then it starts coming apart or it's too thin and then you throw it out, right? So I want whole wear that actually is thick durable you know it's gonna last you a long time as long as you take care of it you wash it you know you hand wash it um and you know you don't put it in the dryer and you know it should last quite a long time right um yeah so i think a lot of that a lot of the design is based on that durability that's mm. a big thing is that the reason why tatiana active pieces are quite i guess like on the pricier end yes a hundred percent um if you compare like our brand with like say another one, you may feel the difference in fabric weight, right? When there's two layers of fabric, it's definitely a lot heavier, right? And therefore it becomes a lot more expensive. Um, a lot of, all the fabrics are nylon elastane, not polyester elastane. So nylon just means that it has more durability. It's the weaves of the, the thread are thicker. Um, and it imitates like a silky feel as opposed to polyester. That's, that's the main difference. And again, more expensive that's why it's so like smooth and silky oh, right okay. yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. nylon is basically to imitate silk um 
and yeah and like the the detailings and stuff like that like they're obviously quite expensive to add because mm. each one is hand sewn right you have you have like obviously like someone sits there and sewing these triangles on each strap on and, wow. and stuff like that it's not a machine doing it right so it is expensive um but also like i don't want to make it too expensive for everyone so I don't make a huge profit out of these things. Um, honestly, like once you get the stock, you pay your GST, you pay to ship it to Australia, you pay the government your taxes, right? And then you pay GST on your sales. See you later. <laughs> yeah, like people might think like I might pocket the whole $75 for that type. I, I wish, I wish to be honest. But um, but yeah, it is, it is expensive. Mm. But, um, you know, I'm not going to charge $120 for a top uh, because I just think that's, really 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 fucking expensive mm. yeah because so. i know like i absolutely adore the pieces because they're like obviously one like really really functional and i've like i've tried them multiple times now you know and yeah like, chloe's actually only tried it earlier this year for yeah the first time yeah. yeah um yeah i wanted her to try it first before she became an ambassador because you don't want to be an ambassador for something that you don't even know about, right? Yeah, for but, sure. Um, and I think love them. them. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I absolutely love them. Like, they're just so functional and plus, like, the material's really, really, really nice and they're so durable as well. Yeah. 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 And, like, I, see, like, I feel like because before when I wasn't wearing any pole wear because mm. I... <laughs> I never wore pole wear before, but like I really understand why they're the way the pricing is. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I have heard like like to be honest with you, yeah, definitely have heard in the past like pole wear in general is like very so expensive. So expensive, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like compared to like fast fashion as well. Yeah. And I totally get it, but then at the same time, I don't think people maybe like think as far as you know the material costs yeah as you said things are hand sewn mm -hmm. um they're tested over and over again like they're not like your regular fashion pieces where you can just kind of like come up with a design not think about too much functionality yeah we're yeah. going upside down yeah like we're doing all this like crazy stuff and they have to be durable against everything everything yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't realize, like, honestly, I, this top here could actually sit on its own, but like every single top has this kind of elastic thing on the bust here. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize that, but it's just so you don't slip out. It's like a little safety belt that sits here. And again, that's a bit costly to put in on everything, but um, like swimwear, swimwear would never have that, right? And that's the difference. A lot of people are like, what's the difference with swimwear and polo? Can't I just wear the same thing? But swimwear doesn't have the elastics that hold you in place, but um yeah. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I think no one notices this guy here. No. Yeah. That's yeah. like, that's so good to know. And I feel like mm. that really is the reason why, like, you're so successful as a brand, right? You put almost all these details. Yeah. So, like, you literally take, like, a whole year sometimes to, like, yeah, launch awesome. something. <laughs> yeah. But it's that is exactly the reason why like everyone loves your style yeah. if i wouldn't wear it like i wouldn't make it it's simple as that yeah mm. and same with like my purchasing behavior with normal clothes like i'm i'm never gonna buy cheap stuff not because i'm a snob but because if it's not gonna last and it's gonna end up in landfill i'm gonna get sick of it because it's fast fashion i'm like ah, ah. but whereas if i spend a little bit more get the quality that i want i love it i cherish it i wash it carefully and yeah, I think that's the same logic that should apply to like pole wear as well, mm. you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. So any 
future drops that maybe you could disclose here mm. so far? <laughs> all right, so we all know that diversity is key, right? Diversification is key. I can't just keep making pole wear. So I've got to make something Ooh. else, right? Knee pads. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's talk knee pads. It's been a journey. It's definitely been about a year now and I'm still on this journey. Um, and I'm just, I'm just finding the technology, right? So, um, so far, I think I finally found the correct technology. Now it's, it's going to be the knee pad that you're going to keep forever. You know, you're not going to have to change it or throw it out because the elastic's worn out or my foam has deflated and I need to buy a new foam. Oh no, the floorboards have torn like the knee pads fabric now or um yeah all the stitching's come undone oh no that kind of thing i want this like this is like your forever and it's a big call but a forever knee pad you know and it's 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 gonna take a long time to get right but i'm almost there i think i'm like 70 percent there i think now the hardest bit is actually just getting the shape right you know it's minimal small sleek and just sexy it's a sexy knee pad but functional, functional as F. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the, and then slowly, I think in the future, um, shoes as well, but I want like the perfect shoe, you know, same thing. Like you're not going to get scuff marks, some kind of magic fabric that you don't get scuff marks, you know, your footbed is so soft and comfy, you know, um, your heel don't, your heel doesn't leave like black marks on the ground. Your laces are like super schmick, your, your zips, everything like that. Right. So basically taking everything, every accessory in the pole world and trying to dissect it and turn it into a forever product. And so therefore you don't have to replace it. You don't have to etc etc oh my gosh that's so exciting i know i'm so excited i'm really really excited for the knee pads and you know i did a survey for the knee pads i had 212 responses and i had to read through every single one figure out what do people want what are people's knee sizes and what sizes are they wearing in other brands because you want to make it you want to make buying as easy as possible right so yeah, to, like thank you to everyone that actually participated in that survey because it is the backbone of everything hmm. in the knee pad situation. Oh but yeah, it's getting there. Exciting, exciting things. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, y'all yeah. are getting all the, you know. Yeah, good question. All the, all the, good question. All the cool <laughs> insights into what Tat's working on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, shall we talk about pole? Yeah. Because I feel like we've been talking about like, you know, your personal life and your business. What about pole? Oh my God, pole, pole. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've definitely been on and off for like a couple of years. So every time I went traveling, right? See you later. (laughs) There was no muscle. (laughs) That was everything gone. But you know, it's interesting. Japan was the biggest pivoting point for me going to Polish. Okay. And in the warm up, every girl could do their splits on both sides. I was like, shit. Oh shit. Oh my God. <laughs> right. And uh, this is the Japanese way of living, right? Kaizen, you, you go to class, you do what you're meant to do and you progress, right? You do not, you, 
like the training ethic is just incredible. Yeah, and they don't fluff around. No, no, no fluffing around. No, right? and that, they're like, yeah, I was like a huge reality check for me. I was like, Shit. <laughs> so ever since my first class, I was like, oh my God, I'm starting to stretch every single day. And when I was in Tokyo, I like got my splits back and then worked my back bends again. Um, and then it got busy whenever time got back to Australia. So I kind of neglected it. Um, but I think Japan was a big wake up call. And you know what? Like I love dance, right? Love dance choreography. And I thought I knew everything, but I didn't know shit when I went there. I couldn't pick up a choreography at all. I was like, Oh my God, what's next? Like, I, and you know, like mom and was like, Oh no, no, it's okay. You can just continue. I was like, you don't have to be nice. Shit. <laughs> I was so bad. I couldn't remember choreography. I was so bad. It's hard though. It when is you're learning hard. Different styles. Yeah. It's very it's hard. It's true. It's true. Um, but it was a reality check. It was kind of like, I need to never stop learning. You know, like when I, before I left, I was an, an instructor, right? Um, but I was quite, I didn't, I didn't develop on my own learning. So I think that was my downfall. And then ever since Japan, you know, going to classes regularly, you know, stretching a, a lot more. Um, and then, yeah, just always taking online classes as well to you know develop my tricks, my skills. And then not just pole, but doing other things to supplement pole, you know, mobility work, um, going to the gym. Um, yeah, and I, pole has helped so much in that. And, you know, it's funny, this first week back at pole, your, your first class, I, it hurts to cough because my abs hurt. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I... When I coughed this week, I was like, I was like, I'm holding it. <laughs> like, I just, it was so painful. But, like, luckily, nothing else was too, like, super sore. But it just, but, you know, like, the first class back, I could do silk climbs. I could still do shoulder mats, which I was so shocked about. But because of, like, all the supplementary stuff that I've been doing, it's really helped get back into pole. And I never really lost much. And, yeah, I was just doing the right things to stay fit, but not just full pole. But by the time I got to my first class, I could be like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm still going on this dance journey. I love dance. I love tricks. Um, I do a lot of online classes. Um, yeah. What's your favorite online class? Daria. Daria. Oh my God. She is amazing. Oh my God. I've been doing it every month ever since it came out. I'm obsessed. And you're like, oh, I still don't look like her, but I'm going to keep trying anyway. It's like, it's incredible. Yeah, she's amazing. She is like the definition of silky, silky smooth nylon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> actually, she is, uh, she is a definition of Italian. Yeah, oh my God. Way. If you guys like take her <laughs> online classes, it's, and you know what? She's a great teacher as well. Um, she points out the little things that she does to make her that, that what makes her style unique mm. and just things like, you know, keep your chin up or look over this shoulder or like, you know, don't, don't flex your foot here because a lot of people flex their feet here. Things like that. Mm. That's great. She's great. So. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. There's where she gets her inspiration from. Yeah. Everyone must know that. <laughs> So what is, I guess it's a big question, but what is pole to you? Hmm. What is pole to me? It's definitely a space where I can be creative, love, thinking of different transitions and stuff like that. It's my, 
meditative sport. It's like, I don't know, forget everything. This is my, like, I don't want to work anymore. I don't want to think about work. I just want to go to a class and I just want to do shit. And it's a, it's a, it's a way of progressing myself. Like, you know, unlocking tricks, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's everything. I don't think I'll ever stop holding. Even when I'm 40. Wow. I want to be that person. In my tat active wear. <laughs> Kaizen, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaizen. But like, you know, <laughs> elderly people friendly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to come up with different versions. Love that. <laughs> so yeah. if people want to find you on any of like your platforms or like websites, socials, where can they find you? Um, yeah, www.tatianaactive.com.au. Um, our social media on Instagram is Tatiana Active. And it also links to my personal one. Uh, my poll is Tatpole. It's a joke. It's like Tadpole. But, but it's oh my gosh, I didn't even notice tadpole. until today. <laughs> you didn't know? No. Oh, I thought I was so creative. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it. Oh. Yeah, well, like, a, you got... like, like a tadpole, because I was like a baby polo back then. I was like, oh, yeah, a tadpole. But and... you're not a baby polo. Uh, so. uh, oh, that's cute. Yeah, so it's uh, tadpole underscore. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, we also have a Facebook group called the Tatiana Active Family. So that's where you can tell me what to produce and what not to produce. And all the sneak peeks as well, right? Yes, and all the sneak peeks. Yeah. So if anyone's interested in joining the had active family you know giving feedback any sort of like sneak peeks before the public knows yeah there you go yeah you can see all our testing sessions on there too so yeah yeah it's a very very oh my gosh i i go through the page and i love it i'm glad i still have more to post i got yes you reminded me i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that this weekend yeah so we shall wrap up the podcast interview there. Thank you so much for coming again. Pleasure. It was so it nice. Was so to, fun. Yeah, it was so nice to get to know you. And like, I'm sure, as I mentioned, like a lot of people would be wondering who the person behind Tatiana Active is. So there you go. There is Tat. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us again. And we shall see you in the very next episode. Yay! Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode and also leaving this show with some great tips that can help you and your well-being. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via our website or any other socials on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all at Paul Art Vault. If you also enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you're notified every time I upload an episode. And also will be much appreciated if you can leave a comment and five-star review if you feel like you gained any valuable information. Until next time, keep slaying, hun.